Show. The science of. If you're a fan of the movies, and of course you're a fan of the movies, everybody's a fan of the movies, you will know that probably the most powerful movie hothouse in the world is Hollywood. But we've seen Nollywood in Nigeria. Bollywood uh, churns out loads of movies, which you may or may not be a fan of. But South Africa, we need know, something catchy to call our movie industry. It's small, it's fledgling. A couple of interesting movies have been made here, some local ones, some international ones. District 9. Uh, brought South Africa into the script. But the next Avengers movie does the same as well. The Age of Ultron. It's terrifying. Welcome to South Africa, Avengers. I want to look at the Avengers, see the effect they have on the whole world, for them to come to places like Johannesburg and take with them the inevitable trouble that follows them. How is that going to affect their perception of each other and the world's perception of them? You want to protect the world, but you don't want it to change. We've gone to far more locations than we have ever before and kind of covered more ground, and so aesthetically, everything has just been dialed up. Avengers, time to work for a living. Maybe we need the Avengers rather than the army right now, but the Avengers, um, it's on screens fairly soon, isn't it? It's opening on Thursday evening. That's opening right. on Thursday evening. That is the voice of Christine Service, the country manager for the Walt Disney Company, Africa. Marvel Studios Avengers Age of Ultron. It'll release uh, nationwide this week. Key sequences were shot in Joburg. Now, did you bring Joburg into the storyline because it's a cheap place to make a movie? Or was it in the script and you had to come to Joburg? Yeah, I mean, it always starts with the script. And I think what the, what the director and the writer, Joss Whedon, wanted to do this time was two things. They, they wanted to take the Avengers out of the studio stage sets where a lot of the scenes from the first one took place and actually get them out traveling around to different locations around the world to really show the viewers that the Avengers are superheroes that are of a global nature. And then secondly, one of the scenes, specific scenes, required the backdrop of a metropolitan city. And it's a fight scene between Iron Man and Hulk, and actually one of the biggest scenes in the film. It's one of the biggest epic uh, scenes between these two very close friends. And so they went on a location search uh, for, for different locations, and Johannesburg was on that list to come and look at. And when they got here, they were very impressed. They were impressed with the architecture. They were impressed with the, the facilities and the ability to shoot the scenes they wanted to in the city. And so that's, that's part of the reason that we ended up here. Um, the second reason is in no small part due to the, the hard work that the DTI and other governmental bodies have been doing to promote the local film industry here in South Africa, in Hollywood, with Disney, with Marvel and other studios, and really communicating to the production teams how attractive a place it, it is to do business. And I think it's the combination of those two things that really brought it to fruition. The currency helps. Sure, absolutely. Look, these these films cost a lot of money to make and they're very mm. high risk. I mean, the studios put all the money up front, really, with the hope that it's going to make a return. And so they really, absolutely, we need to be looking at places that are cost effective. I mean, and that talk, has come into play. You, you talk to somebody like Ronnie Aptieka, for example. Ronnie Aptieka is the guy who uh, made material. I hope he's made 10 million rand from it because that's what it cost him to make it. It took 10 years of his life. Sure, um, sure. Out of Hollywood, the movie industry is tough. It most certainly is tough. Did did all the stars come to town? No, they didn't. I mean, they didn't in this scene because this was a very big action scene. So as you can imagine, you can't have your cast in there yeah. being blown up 
with cars and that sort of thing well, that gets know. CGI'd and green, ske- green screened in a- a- afterwards. Um, but there definitely were a lot of people here. And in fact, there were 300 local crew that were part of the 10 day shoot as well, which is quite exciting. Uh, for, for how, the how much is imported and how much is local when it comes to this? Somebody on the SMS line was saying to me, oh, these guys come in, they bring their own people, they do all the work and then they disappear once again. Give you me know, a sense of it. It's not cost effective to do that because, I mean, if I, 300 local productions services people were involved in that shoot. Can you imagine if we had to fly all of those people in? It just wouldn't make any sense. And so, you know, another reason that makes South Africa, and in this case Johannesburg, attractive is that we knew that there were people here working for different companies that had the right capabilities to provide those services for us. And that's very exciting. And in fact, three of the members of that local crew went on with us and have shot in Seoul as well. Uh, And that really is is testament to the depth and and breadth of talent that is here, uh, which is great. How many movies uh, is Disney making in South Africa on an annual basis? I mean, is this the first of a series? Is this the latest in the series? This is, this is the first feature film of, of significance that we've made here, absolutely. But it's not not the last. In fact, we've got another project that's coming in May uh, that we'll be shooting in Gauteng as well, another feature film project. So look, we hope that this is the beginning. And, and with all of these things, when you have a good experience, when the, the production mm. teams have a good experience, what they absolutely did, you heard it on the clip, uh, they, they, uh, things were very smooth. Things were facilitated well. The shoot took t- wanted to take ten days. It took ten days. Everybody was very welcoming. So, so the team has gone back with a very positive impression of filming in South Africa and in Johannesburg in, p- in particular, which but is which is great. We saw the most recent episodes of Homeland, for example, mm. shot yes. largely in the Western Cape, right. Uh, right. bizarrely, and uh, sort of selling it as uh, somewhere in the Middle East. Um, right. But but fascinating that cities and locations are. Very, very flexible. Downtown Joburg, for example, there are streets where you could be in Manhattan. You, you could. I mean, in this case, it's very visibly Johannesburg and is, is, is meant because to look part, of, pa- the part of the script. But but absolutely, I think filmmakers really are looking for environments that are cost effective, environments that do the script just, justice and environments where actually the complexities of filmmaking are taken into account by the local authorities because it is a complicated process and, and not every city is necessarily up for it. I see Laura Vercale has given us a call, spokesperson for Joburg Tourism. Oh, are things like this, I mean, where superheroes are ripping each other's heads off or at least trying to, Laura. Um, yes. are, are, is this good for tourism? I mean, do you see this as part of the tourism showcase? Well, absolutely. You know, film has a very important role to play, not only in the economic benefits, um, as Christine has outlined, you know, how, they, how the local city would benefit by, um, by having a film of this magnitude shot there, but also just from a marketing perspective, film does wonders um, in terms of, of global marketing of destinations. And, you know, the, and, and the competition is really fierce when it comes to both filming, you know, promoting your city as a filming destination and promoting your city as a tourist destination. So everyone is in on the, on, on the act at the moment. And um, it's, you know, it's just imperative that Joburg is also playing in this space because, um, you know, you, the, the kind of exposure you're going to get for the city as, as the city itself, it's not just a generic um, metropolitan background. It's, it's very recognizable as Joburg. I mean, you know, it's said to be seen by hundreds of millions of people across the globe. And, you, you know, to, if you translated that into an advertising campaign, it would cost you billions. So you really do, get, you know, your, your sort of, your buck goes a long way when you are featured 
in um, in a major production like this. I, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, Austria is still capitalising on the sound of music, and that was more than fifty years ago. And you exactly. can still do Julie Andrews tours through the hills, and people will sing you a song. Um, that's warm and heartfelt and and, and delightful. Uh, however, the, the, I mean, is there really a tourism spin-off from an action blockbuster of this kind? Do people watching the movie watch the movie and say, "Oh, I want to go to that place where the Avengers are"? No, you know, you know, I think it's more a case of of kind of showcasing and marketing a city, and a, and that that whole idea of familiarising people with global destinations, and the same for I mean, New York is so recognisable from all the myriads of, of millions of Hollywood movies that have been filmed over the years that by the time you get there, you know, and as I said, it's it's a it's a familiarisation and it's a a knowledge of a place and before you even get there kind of thing, and I think in Joburg in Africa we can only benefit from that because. Often the world, you know, up to now, has sort of tended has tended to see they're not quite sure. They sort of think we're all one great big country. They sort of have heard of Africa and the bush, and um, you know, they've heard of Johannesburg, um, but people aren't always entirely sure. So I think we can still really benefit from that kind of exposure. That people say, "Oh, that's Joburg. I, okay. I remember now." Yes, Laura Verkel, thank you, spokesperson for Joburg Tourism. My guest in studio this evening is Christine Service, the country manager for the Walt Disney Company Africa. Is it measurable? I mean, you can measure um, the impact from audience receipts. You can measure the impact of um, people. Did people come and watch the movie? What did the, the critics say? But as a country that is playing host to a film like this, can we measure the value? We're still struggling to figure out what World Cup 2010 actually sure, meant, sure. what it cost and, and what we earned in return. Yeah, well, there's, there's no doubt that, that some of things, the things you can measure very tangibly. You can measure the amount of money that was spent on the 10-day shoot here and how that contributed. How much was spent? I knew you were going to ask that. It was about fi- just under 50 million rand. 50 million rand? Yeah. And, and where does that money get spent? I mean, that's hotels, it's car hire companies, it's security, it's the crew. Exactly. It's the 300 local crew, it's all the technical equipment, security, the catering, all of the logistics. I mean, it, it's, it's a logistics operation of note that goes into it. So, so, you know, that's tangible. But then there are a whole range of intangible effects, like skills transfer, like having people involved in, a, in, a, in an international production, being able to put that on a CV and get experience from that. And then that leads to another project or they get taken with. And in, in, in the case of some of the crew members, it puts the city on the map, which makes other projects take notice and then perhaps come here as well. And I think if we, if we, you know, talk to the, the DTI and the NFVF and, and the Houghton Film, Film Commission, they'll, they'll say very clearly that what they're trying to do is build the local film industry, both international projects coming here, but also then create a skills base to allow more local South African films to be made here. And that's 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 good for the industry generally. We're joined by Zamam Korsi, the chief executive of the National Film and Video Foundation. Can you measure Zama the value that Disney brings when it comes to spend fifty million bucks on making and shooting a couple of scenes for a Disney movie? Um, unfortunately, we cannot measure it in numbers um, on the immediate effect because the impact that thereof are felt not only on the ten days. Uh, that uh, that Disney was here, and they spent that fifty million rand on a wide variety of services. But it is about the the role on benefit and what we, as a South African film industry, can do in order to maximise and leverage on on opportunity and the exposure. So um, I think the benefits are far greater 
than the 50 million rand uh, that Christine was talking about. Uh, it does seem to be quite sporadic, though. It's feast or famine in the movie industry. It's one of the uh, curses of the movie industry. People are passionate. People want to work in this mm. industry and they love being sound engineers or they love being gaffers or they love being uh, the guys who pull the trolleys on the tracks, those guys. Um, mm. um, they, they love doing all of that, that sort of work. However, it isn't regular enough. We're not getting enough of these sorts of things happening here, are we? Well, I think it, um, that's why, you know, as the NFVF, we've got that global positioning strategy that makes sure that South Africa makes it on the list when big um, Hollywood or even any other studios around the world, when they're looking at and considering potential locations, we need to make sure that South Africa is on that list. Way before the studio decides on a particular script, we need to make sure that we are top of mind. So all the work that we need to do beforehand in terms of uh, international positioning of South Africa as a a preferred filmmaking destination is very critical. But beyond that, we need to make sure that we've got a filmmaking environment that is conducive. So we need to make sure that our logistics are on top. Infrastructure uh, is, is, is first class. But I think we are lucky because the quality and the depth of skill is already in place, as, as Christine testified to that earlier. Simon Corsi, thank you. Chief Executive of the National Film and Video Foundation says, Glenn, Chappie made the Joburg CBD look like a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Is that really positive marketing? I'm kind of in your camp on that one, Glenn. I think, you know, we, we, seem to, we see the big, the heavy destruction movies being made in Joburg. And I, I'd like to see... Not sound of music, um, but um, yeah, something a little bit more uplifting, perhaps. If I could just comment mm. on, on, for a second on that, on, on, in terms of local film, and it's just to, to create films of a certain production value, uh, you need a big enough market to be able to sell them and sure. to be able to recoup. Absolutely. And I think that is the challenge that a lot of small markets have, or relatively small markets yeah. like South Africa. And I think the, the, the key for South African filmmakers is to find content that will travel, so that you can make stuff here that originates here, that ha- is creative ideas that come from from this country, but it's made also for a global stage. I mean, really, that is the Disney and Marvel model. It's making content for the global stage, Absolutely. but that is locally relevant. And then you can get the production values up, and then it all starts to work. I'd be really interested the... to see whether or not more South Africans go to see this Avengers movie than any of its predecessors, because that'll give us a clear indication as to whether or not we really care as to where it's made. Well, look, we're certainly hoping they do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Alan in four ways, a great Disney-related question. Hello, Alan. Hi, Bruce, how are you? Very good, Alan. Your question, please, good. for Christine Service. Yes, um, yes it did it mention that, you, that uh, Disney is looking at scouting locations on the continent. I just wanted to find out, have they? do they have anything in the pipeline originating from Africa that is going through Disney to the world? Uh, thanks, Alan, in four ways. So are you taking African continent, anything since The Lion King, and, and taking it global? Taking it global. Well, we have a, we have a project that we're we're involved in on the rest of the continent. Um, uh, not necessarily for taking it into the rest of, of of the world, but kind of the reverse. It's Desperate Housewives Africa, and this is a very interesting project. How is that possibly a positive reinforcement? Center? <laughs> I'm going to press on with this one. You do. So we are, we are working with a company called Ebony Life TV, which is mm-hmm. actually a Nigerian company, and, and they have our TV channel on DSTV in South Africa as well. Sure. And they are recreating this hit, global smash hit TV series, but for the African audience. And it's, it's what we call a format show. So they're taking the format and the scripts and the creative ideas and all the direction, and they're refilming it with an African cast located in Lagos and, 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 and broadcasting it on the continent. So, so I don't, 
it's not quite what the caller asked, but but it's an example of some mm. of the interesting things that are happening here. And I think that's a great that's a great marrying of this global appealing hit content, but making it relevant for for this market. Okay, that's that's importing concepts and content, though. What about us as Africans exporting? our stories commercially, making it commercially viable. Do we have stories that the continent cares about? I mean, that the world cares about. You know, I mean, I can only really speak for what Mm. Disney and Marvel are doing. I am sure that there are hundreds of stories that are absolutely Mm. relevant. It's really just a challenge then of marrying them up with the the right talent, the right script, the right funding, and also making them relatable. Uh, You know, you mentioned Lion King. That's a great example of of a of a of a story that that was made. Sure, sure, but there, yeah, but there are other ones, and uh, we've seen an increase uh, of of traffic from South Africa into Hollywood in recent years, and and I think that will continue. And I think what we're trying to do here with some of these projects that we, we bring into the country is make sure that we expose all the different kind of relevant people that are involved in filmmaking to what it takes to make a big blockbuster. And in doing so, transfer some skills and hopefully make it more possible then for South African projects to go the other direction. Okay. And what about other aspects of the Disney business? I mean, Disney is a merchandising business. If it's a movie business, it's certainly every movie it's ever made has had figurines of from Bambi to Cinderella and everyone else that's ever appeared in a movie. Jake and the Leverland, Bloomin' Pirates, bless them. Um, um, we've got every Bloomin' Jake and the Neverland Pirates figurine in our house. Um, well but, done. But, but, uh, through no choice. Um, it, it comes from pressure. Um, <laughs> but it is. It's been a very successful global franchise in terms of go and watch the movie, buy the stuff associated with it. Parents uh, fork out for years and years. You know what? I mean, for Disney, it's all about storytelling. And, and, and for us, p- kids and families and adults want to engage in these stories in many ways. So they want to see the film and then they want to go on and play the, the online game or play the console game or engage with the stories in a comic book or engage in a publishing environment, or yes, absolutely, wear the t-shirt or play with the toy. And really, I think for, for Disney, that's what it's all about, is, is extending that story experience into many different areas. And, and, and we do all of those things here in South Africa, too. I mean, we're so that's involved. part of your mandate. I mean, yeah, yes, sure. it's exciting to make the, the Marvel Comics movie here, but the Disney business in South Africa is far more entrenched than just playing host to a couple of people making a film. No, absolutely. I mean, we've been here for a very long time and we're very active in the retail space with our TV channels, with the sale of our TV continent in South Africa and the rest of the of the continent uh, in the live space. So Disney on Ice, you may be familiar yeah. with uh, live events. For example, we were recently at SA Fashion Week with a Marvel related fashion event where we had six designers from South Africa and, and various other countries on, on the continent design uh, haute couture ranges of clothes inspired by Marvel. So there's all kinds of things that maybe people don't quite realize that we're, we're getting involved in that we, d- we do here, which is great because, it, again, it's about marrying this great global brand or these great global brands, Marvel, Disney, and Star Wars, of course, and Pixar, um, but also making them locally relevant and connecting here in a way that's relevant. And the fact that Mickey Mouse, I mean, Mickey Mouse must be 80-something by now. Yes, he doesn't like to talk about his age. He do- no, I'm sure he doesn't. He gets a little bit delicate about it, no doubt, does Mickey Mouse. But the fact that, I mean, Walt Disney... Um, was a visionary. I mean, the guy had a gift. He shared his gift to the world, and that's been carried through 
um, by, by, by future generations of chief executives, people who've run this business. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that our current CEO, Bob Iger, has done terribly mm. well is he's, he's realized the importance of technology and have, has been at the forefront of taking Disney into new areas of distribution. I mean, we were the first people to distribute um, on iTunes. We were the first studio to do that. And, and he's been very much uh, uh, you know, in, in the forefront of that area, which is, which is exciting for us. There we go. Hi-ho. Let's go. Um, there we go. That's from Jake and the Bland Pirates. I think it is anyway. Um, for Christine Service, the country manager for the Walt Disney Company, uh, Africa. Thank you for coming in. It's nice to see you. And, uh, giving us the, the science of making the downtown Joburg movie, including Joburg in the script. And we also heard uh, from various players in the industry as well, the science of making those movies and just how hard it is to measure it.